Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast, our last for the week. We have made it to Friday. It is Friday, May the 21st. Wherever you are, however you are, I hope you uh, are just wrapped in, in the love and the goodness of God. And, uh, and I certainly send my love and blessings to you as well. So, uh, okay, I, uh, I was, as the Fonz used to say, I, uh, I was a bit wrong yesterday. I thought what, chapter 17, we would uh, be on John chapter 17 the rest of this week, which made sense that we'd finish out the uh, Last Supper discourse uh, just before the Pentecost and we get into ordinary time next week. But we finished that off yesterday. And so what we are going to read today, we're jumping to the end of John's gospel, John 21. So we've gone from 17, what we heard yesterday's gospel, Thursday, uh, had we gone to the next verse, it would have been 18.1 and the arrest of Jesus. So now we're skipping over all that, and we're going to the last story in John's gospel before, and Jesus doesn't have, or John doesn't have the ascension of Jesus in, uh, in his gospel. So basically, it's the end of his ministry. So it's the, the church's way of saying, hey, this is the end. Now it's the Holy Spirit's turn. So that was a long introduction. John 21, verses 15 to 19. But that's why I think we're hearing what we're hearing. So resurrection story, a wonderful one. And one you're going to know very well. So let's uh, read John chapter 21 together, shall we? A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. After Jesus had revealed himself to his disciples and eaten breakfast with them, he said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Simon Peter answered him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my lambs. He then said to Simon Peter a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Simon Peter answered him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was distressed that he had said to him a third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Amen, amen, I say to you, when you were younger, you used to dress yourself and go where you wanted. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. He said this, signifying by what kind of death he would glorify God. And when he had said this, he said to him, Follow me. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. You know, this whole Easter season, we have never read that gospel. Isn't that surprising? We read the the part of it just before. And, And as I've said then, and I'll say it again now, it is one of my favorite gospels in all of Scripture John 21, and it's that story of, of what I say anyway is the reclamation of Peter. And just to give a, a thumbnail sketch of the 14 verses before in John 21, it's when Peter and about six or seven other apostles are out uh, there at the Sea of Galilee. Peter says, I'm going fishing. They go out. They catch nothing all night. 
Now, again, this is a resurrection narrative. Jesus has shown himself to them already a couple of times, but he's kind of in that way that they're like, oh, it's Jesus, but it doesn't look like Jesus. So anyway, they're out all night, don't catch anything. Uh, the sun rises, and it was the disciple whom Jesus loved who looks on the shore and sees somebody. And this person says, have you caught anything? No. Uh, cast out on the right-hand side of the boat, and they catch so much that their nets are, are full to overflowing. And the disciple whom Jesus loved looks at Peter and says, it is the Lord. And Peter, who is naked, um, jumps in, it basically jumps into the water to hide himself from God. So we're taken back immediately to that sin. We're taken back to the Garden of Eden, the sin where Adam and Eve knew once they took the, the fruit that they were naked and they hid from God. And Peter is acting that out. Well, eventually they get everything on shore, and what do they see? They come up to a charcoal fire that has uh, fish and bread on it. And, uh, of course, that fish and bread, the charcoal fire, one's the only other time in Scripture that, that that happens. It's where Peter denies Jesus three times. He's around a charcoal fire in the courtyard of the, uh, of the Sanhedrin. And, uh, and he's asked three times, yeah, you're, you're with him. You're one of his followers, right? And, of course, he says three times, I don't know the man. And, uh, and Jesus brings us to our very sin. Because it's there we find grace. It's there we find Eucharist. It's there we find his presence. We can't run from it, brothers and sisters. We have to find it. We have to own up to it. Because it's only there that our God can say, and here's the forgiveness for it. So this is the continuation of that story of the reclamation of Peter. It's so good. It's so good. But it's not only the reclamation, it's the commissioning of Peter. So let's talk about that. Um, okay. So after Jesus had revealed himself to his disciples and he eaten breakfast with them, that was the thumbnail sketch I just gave you. He says to Simon Peter, of course, three times, right? Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Feed my lambs. Does it a second time? Yes, you know that I love you. Tend my sheep. Says to him a third time, Simon, do you love me? He's distressed. Lord, you know everything, of course. Feed my sheep. So I, I think Jesus is doing two things here. As I, as I mentioned, I do think, and, and you know this as well, um, this is nothing new to you, but this, the reclamation of Peter continues here. Not for Jesus' sake. I don't think Jesus needed to hear a word out of Peter uh, in order for that forgiveness and that grace to happen. I think Peter's uh, presence at the charcoal fire, his coming forward to God, I think the remorse that our God thankfully knows is going on within us. I think that all works. I think for Peter's sake, Jesus is asking him three times. Okay, I know three times you've, you've said um, that, uh, that you denied me. So for your sake, I'm going to invite you to say three times that you love me because I think that would be instrumental in your healing uh, at this time in your life. And so he, so he does. Peter, do you love me? Yes. Yes, Lord, you know I do. Three times, in a sense, to take that weight off his shoulders. And one, I love the, 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 the proactive nature of God, the saving action of God, not waiting for Peter to come to him saying, okay, man, you got to come here and you got to grovel and you got to tell me you love me, that God goes to Peter, that God engages him and says, do you love me? Yes. Do you love me? Yes. Do you love me? Yes. 
I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm going to be proactive. I'm going to meet you where you are. And I know what you need better than you know what you need. And I'm going to invite it forward. And I know that's going to help heal you. And he does that for Peter. And he does it for you and me. He knows what we need. He knows where our failures are. He knows our charcoal fires, brothers and sisters. And he invites us to them. And on them, he gives us life. He gives us his very self, his Eucharist. He gives us food for the journey. He gives us grace. That's what he does. But I don't think Jesus here is only um, uh, inviting the reclamation of Peter. I think, again, in God's brilliance, that of course that's what's happening. But he's also commissioning him. What am I saying there? Okay, so remember how I said in John's Gospel, um, there's really no ascension. There's an ascension narrative really quickly in Peter. Uh, it's drawn out a little more in, uh, in Luke and in Matthew, of course, is the great commissioning, go out to all the world in the ascension. But John doesn't have him ascending. He just says, listen, this, this is basically the last story. And then says, hey, the world, you know, if we were to write books, it wouldn't, you know, contain enough. That This is, this is it. This is great. Um, and so in a sense, what do we see Jesus as? Well, let's go back to John chapter 10, right? Where he tells us time and time again, I am the good shepherd. My sheep hear me and they know my voice and they follow me. That's what they do. I am the good shepherd. I am with you. I am here to lead. That's what I do. You know, I, I take them in and out of the gate. I take them out to pasture. He, 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 he equates himself in this way. And, and, and that's nothing new. Ezekiel used that same imagery when talking about God. We, we, Psalmists use that, that imagery all the time. God is the good shepherd. Well, Jesus equates himself there. But in a sense, what he's doing here is now Jesus is ready to leave. So he's hinting at the ascension here. Even though we don't see it in John's gospel, he's saying, listen, I'm at the end of my ministry. And what am I doing? I'm commissioning you in your ministry that you now need to be that good shepherd. And so we as Catholics look at that and say, yeah, of course that's what he's doing for Peter. He's giving him, uh, you know, the word papacy isn't here at all, but he's giving him that shepherding role. You know, feed my lambs, feed my sheep, tend my sheep. That's what he's inviting us to do here. And he's inviting Peter specifically to do it in his role as the head of the church. What was the church at that time? Well, the others who were still over by the charcoal fire, basically, and maybe a few others who are, are still hanging out behind locked doors in Jerusalem, Galilee, wherever they are. Get them together, Peter, and, uh, and, and lead them. That's what I'm inviting you to do. Brothers and sisters, I think the last thing I'll say here is Jesus invites us. He asks these same questions of us. Of course he does, right? Do you love me? Do you love me? And we, of course, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you, if you didn't. We, of course, answer, yes, Lord. But like Peter, there's a cost to that. He commissions us too. He may not commission us to be the head of the church. I suspect he's not going to, none of us listening to this are going to be in that spot. If you are, God love you, you know, and <laughs> I hope this didn't slow you down in that quest. Um, but, uh, we can't just say we love God. 
when we say we love God, God points us to say, okay, so go out now and feed the lambs or tend the sheep or, or feed the sheep. Love looks like something. It looks like tending and feeding. Love needs to be seen in action. Not just words. Many are going to say, Lord, Lord, who, who he's not even going to recognize in the kingdom of God, right? We know that. But when we say, I love you, that love needs to have some roots to it. It needs to have some depth, some girth. It needs to have some weight. And that weight looks like tending sheep and feeding lambs and sheep. That's what it is. And you know what even more it looks like? It looks like, uh, you know, at the end of the story, Peter looks at the... Uh, uh, or Jesus says, you know, okay, when you were younger, you used to dress on your own. Go where you wanted, but when you're older, other people are going to do that. They're going to dress you, and they're going to take you where you don't want to go. So he says, are you in for this? Because this is what, this is what it means. It's like we talked about, you know, on Wednesday. we got to be in the world, but not of the world. Okay, are you in? Are you up for this? And, uh, and of course, he says, yeah. And, and, and Jesus simply says, okay, follow me. Again, which harkens back to that whole Caesarea Philippi where, where Peter says, you know, I, I don't know if this going to Jerusalem and dying is a really good idea. And he says, get thee behind me, Satan. You don't lead. I don't follow you. You follow me. And so he reminds here, follow me. If you follow me, there's going to be a cross in the future, but there's going to be more. Brothers and sisters, love has to carry weight. The reclamation of Peter. Our God is that good. He is that good. And, uh, and he does the same for us. And he invites us. Our love is also a commission. It's a commission to love. And, and, and what that must look like is the sheep that God has given us. Right? We talked about that earlier this week too. Who's God given us? Well, how do we tend them? How do we feed them? It's got to carry weight to it. And no, there's going to be kickback. But all we got to do is follow. All we got to do is follow. He'll take care of the rest. That's the good news today. Let's pray. And so again, we uh, just bring all this before our God. Who knows exactly what we need, even before we ask. And so we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The fifth luminous mystery, the institution of the Eucharist, the gift of the Eucharist. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. 
Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Peter, pray for us. My friends, we just listened to my 300th Cup of Joe episode. Isn't that awesome? Thanks for being a part of it. Have the best weekend. Celebrate the Feast of the Pentecost, the coming of the Spirit, well. And uh, I will be late with my podcast on Monday, just an advanced warning, but it'll be coming just late. God's blessings, okay? Bye-bye.